So hello, Lauren. I'm I'm Amir. I'm uh, I'm a host on this uh, Better Tech show where we we introduce great startups to the world, and uh, we welcome you today on our show. And we'd love to hear about your journey and and company. So welcome on the show. Thank you, Amir. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's start by learning a little bit about yourself. I mean, uh, what's your background? Uh, what what did you do before joining this company? How you ended up in this company, and what's your role over here? Um, yes, so I'm an uh, uh, engineer. Uh, I've uh, uh, before I started Front in uh, 2014, uh, and before that, I ended up being a CTO for several companies, uh, but I was not a founder. So I think I learned how to become a, a CTO. And then, like, uh, of course, uh, I wanted to start my own company. So, I mean, you have been a technical guy throughout your life, and then eventually you started Front. So how did the idea of the Front came forward, what, what it really does, and what's your team? Who's your co-founder? Tell us a little bit about Front and its, uh, how its inception. Yes. Uh, so my co-founder is the uh, wonderful uh, Mathilde, uh, who, who like, uh, I've worked with for uh, over eight years now. Um, I think the problem we're solving uh, at its core is really uh, scaling human communication. Uh, so you know that feeling that when you're working in a very small team, uh, communication is very easy. Everyone has the same context. Uh, if you speak to a customer, you know who they are. Uh, you know everything that that, that 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 you need to know. And then this quickly falls apart as you grow. Uh, and uh, uh, people lack context. There's lots of unwritten rules. That means that it's really hard to, to, to onboard new people. Uh, and we've seen situations where uh, communication blunders really lead to, to burnouts. Um, and we live in an age where you really can't be a faceless corporation anymore. Uh, so we work with uh, over 8,000 customers. Um, basically, the, the inception was uh, we had this idea of uh, displacing email. So we are going to make a product that uh, on the surface really looks like an email client. But the goal is really to take the place of email in the company stack. Um, we started as a very niche product. So the problem with email is that uh, there's been like, like even if it's something that we're really used to, like these apps are extremely complex and it's very, very hard for a newcomer to enter that, 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 that workspace. So we had to start with a niche app that would solve a very specific problem uh, that was very acute for a small number of customers. And that, that's what we did in, in, the, in the early years. And gradually, uh, we like uh, the app became more mature, and we were able uh, for these customers to gradually become uh, sort of a watering hole for their employees. So, uh, at the at the beginning, like only a small team is going to be on front, and gradually, like you make sure that every employee of our customers uh, is a front user. Uh, which means that uh, Front is now able to uh, solve uh, a big problem of communication, which is uh, silos. So the fact that you have two teams which have different data, which no longer really speak to each other, and who are going to have a very different opinion on, on, on what the problems are. Uh, and I think like that, that took uh, a big chunk of the, of the early journey of the company. Uh, and in more recent years, uh, we became more of a platform. Uh, 
Uh, and so what that means is really like a, first you have a product that's very flexible and you start injecting opinions and you make the product more prescriptive so that it's not just uh, a database that, that, that you can use any way you want, uh, but it's actually going to help you accomplish outcomes. Great. And how was your funding journey? I mean, you raised quite a bit of money. So when did you last raise your money? I believe uh, you must be revenue positive and maybe a bit of positive at this point in time. Is this correct? Um, uh, yes. Uh, so our last round was uh, January 2022. So a bit yeah. over a year ago, uh, Series D. Uh, I think overall, we raised more than $200 million. Uh, and again, it was a journey where like uh, every time we we raised money, we had to uh, to prove that uh, we had done our homework correctly and that uh, we had run the company in an efficient way. Um, uh, Mathilde has been very open. Uh, so she has shared all of the decks that she put together for fundraising. Uh, so it's available on the internet. Uh, and... Uh, Think it's, it's if you're interested in fundraising it's, it's something you, you could check out wonderful all right must must be really a, a, a treasure trove for people who are looking to create startups and raise funding so that's that's very that's very cool so i think i can found it somewhere on on your site or somewhere where where people can take a look at those desks uh, decks that you have used for for us okay that, that that's wonderful we can put that definitely put that link when 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 we publish our podcast, so as I understand uh, initially from your site and from your discussion, that initially the front was kind of a multi-channel communication app. Um, I mean, we try to since I also run a professional services company, we try to solve that problem for a call center way back, uh, like uh, 10, 15 years back when uh, there was a social media that was coming in. So they were not only getting requests from their phone channels, uh, but also because uh, they were also getting requests or assistance requests on the on uh, Facebook or uh, for that matter, other social media channels. So we tried, we integrated them into one, one space where their Facebook as well as their phone calls are routing to one. So I believe that front worked to be to make it a product and you are now integrating a lot more channels so it's an email it's uh so walk us through i mean how many channels how many different channels you integrate and uh, how the user experience works yes so um basically like the i think the name tries to to say it also front wants to be the, the the front face of your company so any communication between your company and the outside world goes through front and that can take the form of email sms uh social media uh things like facebook messenger uh i think like uh uh things like whatsapp telegram uh you can even we have uh we offer APIs so you can build your own connectors if, if, if you need to. Um, we even, so for example, we have customers that uh, collaborate on, on, on reviews. Uh, so for example, if you have an app uh, on, on, on the Play Store. Uh, so really like, uh, I think it's easier to name channels that we don't support rather than, 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 than channels that, that we support. Um, so what are, what are the channels that you don't support? All right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that. Um, and then I think like the um, the big idea of front is that uh, 
if you work if you work by yourself, you don't necessarily need to be organized. If you work within a team, you need to be organized. And what that means is that you need to make sure that the way you organize internally is not going to be visible from the outside world. So for example, uh, if you use a ticketing solution uh, as an external customer, if you reach out to the company and you receive a ticket number, I think the problem is not that you see this ugly number. The problem is that you get dragged into the internal process of the company. And that, that's what we want to avoid. So uh, front like offer system. So when a message comes in, uh, you can say, for example, well, I have like 10 different addresses, uh, for example, tweets on social media. Uh, you have a contact form on your website. Uh, you have WhatsApp uh, messages. You have an email address. But they're all going to be treated as support messages. And so they can all lead to one inbox where like, uh, you no longer really care where that comes from. What's important is the intent that these are messages for customers looking for support. Uh, and the fact that you can like uh, uh, present something completely different, like the way things are presented on the outside is different from the way things are presented on the inside, I think is, is really what enables uh, these great communication workflows. And then internally, like uh, you can deploy um, a system so that you make sure that the right message uh, is delivered to the right person internally. Uh, and then that person has the context and all the help they need to, to, do, to do a good job. Uh, so, for example, like uh, you know that uh, messages from uh, high-value customers, uh, you are actually contractually obligated to respond within one hour. And so you can tell people, hey, you have 10 minutes left to respond before the company uh, breaches its contract. Uh, and it, it, it really should be seen as a, as a help uh, for your employees so that uh, they know what the, 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 the right action is and, and, and what they should do next. So that that that's understandable, and 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 the use case where uh, outside customers are approaching your company from different channels, and you route them to one single place, and the next available agent or user can uh, can really respond to them is 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 pretty straightforward and understandable. I remember, I, I if I remember correctly, I I had a very specific use case once for my own uh, company, and I I kind of reached out to you guys. To understand uh, if you can support that, so let's let's now that I have the CT of the front in front of me, let me ask uh, that question right away. So we operate a team of, I mean, so that's now more of an outward communication where we want to uh, kind of monitor and help our people. So let's assume uh, my sales development uh, representative teams. Uh, as well, and I have account executive teams like any any inside sales uh, sales team, and they respond. I mean, when the in, inbound lead comes in, a marketing qualified leads come in, it it needs to get assigned to a specific SDR. Now that SDR responds to that particular customer, uh, and I want my SDR manager or his team lead to have the ability to take a look how they're responding and even help them in responding if there's a need, as well as uh, kind of, uh, uh, they need to have some templates or some information that they can use or et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, so this is, this is, this is one of my core use case that while my uh, team is responding, 
they uh, a manager can take a look at how they are responding can help them with the responses and so on and so forth while the responses remain isolated from each other uh, the uh, the visibility remains isolated from each other so how 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 friend will help me in uh, meeting this sales goal yeah it's interesting because uh we work with customers in in many different industries and so this is like uh i think something that that people try to to accomplish in different ways so uh let's dive in uh, a little bit so when you have a message that comes in uh you have several options so for example you can say well i have a group of people uh i want uh, all of them to uh receive a uh, an equal fair amount of work and so for example you could deploy a load balancer so it's something that will uh basically assign conversations and make sure that uh that like like uh, people no, get no more than for example five conversations at a given time or you can define like different rules or you could for example like uh, uh use a piece of data about a given customer uh to say well in this case i know that the right point of contact is like this person specifically in my company let's, because... let's, let's assume i try to assign them in round robin so yeah, okay. i get i get like 30 inbound emails or or let's say 50 marketing qualified leads every single day yeah. i have like 10 sdrs and in a round robin fashion they get assigned to every sdr whose job is to take a look at that marketing qualified lead and try to create an appointment for an account executive. Yeah, yeah. So that's entirely possible. I think what I would add is that uh, like, uh, if you do it for long enough, you realize that uh, your efficiency as, as, as an organization will be will really depend a lot on nuances of how the workflow is deployed so for example uh, do you always dispatch messages instantly like uh, how do you deal like uh, if you have one person that needs to go out of office what happens in this case uh, and that's why like uh, i think we try to offer like a simple workflows that everyone can understand but uh with like the customization that you need uh, because your efficiency uh and we have like a, a strong uh, uh analytics offering uh like your efficiency depends a lot on the nuances of how you deploy these workflows sure okay okay but you, you feel that these kind of use cases can be dealt uh within the front end yeah yeah definitely uh, about the second part so like you have a manager that that that, that wants to review what's going on uh, so the thing is you can easily create a situation where the manager can see in real time uh, everything that uh, their reports are doing they can even see like uh, messages as they are being typed so you can see uh, if someone is drafting a reply you can see the reply the reply being being written uh, in, in real time uh, you, you can intervene uh, you have uh, a private system of comments so that uh, before sending something, if you're not sure, you can easily uh, escalate to someone so that they can uh, proofread you. Uh, you can take over someone else's reply. Um, and really, like the, uh, I think it works because you have that expectation that you always look at the, the last version. Uh, uh, so you have like, uh, potentially like a, a hundred or even a thousand people who are touching the same data and who are typing. Uh, but you, you, if you look at a conversation, you can trust that this is the last known state of the conversation. 
I'm sorry, it's the engineer speaking. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, no, understandable. And uh, so, I mean, the, the email integration, I understand the SMS and all that, they can, can come through a different channel. The email integration, email delegation, is it built on top of Google's shared email kind of uh, stuff or is it uh, something your own proprietary that can work with underlying any exchange uh, software like Microsoft's exchange, XYZ? Uh, we offer both actually. So on one hand, you can uh, connect to uh, Google Workspaces, so Gmail, uh, and you, you can sync uh, a Gmail inbox, basically. Uh, you can also like connect directly to um, Office uh, 365, or you can like uh, have a custom email connector where you just like uh, redirect all of your emails to an address that we give you, and then you operate uh, from there. Uh, I think it's still like surprisingly complex to integrate uh, in the email stack. So we have a team that uh, that is dedicated to helping our customers make that connection and making sure that, uh, that 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 you can do it safely and comfortably. Wonderful. Okay, so so I I guess you cover a lot of a lot of use cases. So I mean. What are your customer base? Is it large enterprises, mid-sized companies? I'm sure they must be all over the segments, but who is who's your more sweet spot in terms of customer base? Uh, yeah, I think like because we deal with communication, we work like with like almost any industry that, that you can imagine. So a few highlights. Uh, I think like it's going to be uh, um uh, industries that where communication obviously is, is something important. So it's going to be uh, uh, professional services, uh, logistics, uh, travel and hospitality, um, uh, B2B tech. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, like, for example, uh, legal firms. Right. right. Uh, the journey is taking you now. I mean, what's... Uh... Where would we see front in, let's say, 2025? Uh, I mean, what kind of evaluation you're targeting? What What are your plans in the next couple of years? I I think like we're still at a time where like even one year is still a long time for us. Like it's still a significant chunk of the of the company's lifetime. Uh, I think what I try to stay focused on is uh, where is the market headed. Uh, I think. That, that and and then like uh, I, I try to work today on like not necessarily what our customers need today but what they'll need i think the the trend that i'm seeing and so where i'm trying to take the company is that uh, uh, i think it it's basically what you described earlier so earlier like uh, you described like uh, the ideal way that you'd like to work uh, and that's actually pretty different from how you would have talked to me even a couple, like uh, five years ago where if you buy an off-the-shelf product, like you were used to accept that it will come with limitation and it will limit what I can do, but it's okay because it's off-the-shelf, so it's going to be cheaper. I think now people really look for off-the-shelf product, but they do not want to make uh, any compromises. Uh, I've been like part of discussions where uh, the basically the... The, the choice that a customer wants to make is not whether they'll use front or another product, but rev whether they will use front or rebuild something bespoke internally that, that does the same thing. And uh, I think 
it's not because like uh, they realized that uh, like uh, a lot of effort was put uh, in building front. So I, they don't underestimate how complex it would be to rebuild something like front, but uh, it becomes completely unacceptable for them to compromise in any way on the on like uh, how they, they 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 would like to work. So like the where we're really working is um, make sure that we remain an off the shelf product. But at the same time, uh, you can really work exactly the way you want. Um, and you can do it as much as possible without any outside help. Uh, and it's not just about uh, it being more cost effective. It's really about ownership. Uh, and uh, we live in a world where increasingly, like uh, uh, if you identify like uh, one thing you could improve in your day-to-day uh, -day, uh, workflows, uh it's something that uh, you want to implement right away because uh that that that, that that's how you can stay in business no, understandable and uh i feel that that's the way to uh, take it that you have highly customizable platforms that can not i mean that that bring the power of being off the shelf but at the same time can really uh fulfill my use cases that i'm looking for so i guess at this point in time uh all I can say that we wish you a very good luck with Front App and with all this uh, conversational AI coming in into the play. I can I can sense that probably in the next editions of Front, you will probably also offer uh, automatic responses or something like that that can uh, take it to the next level. So uh, we're looking forward with excitement where the Front would go. And I guess you guys have done a great uh, amount of work and uh, traveled a lot, a long journey so far. So all the best wishes from our, from our side to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.